This is the iTest Podcast. Cubs, start the music. This is the iTest. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real, we never lie. And from the grid, I am too diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Vets. It's the iTest. All righty, welcome back. Season 1, Episode 11, the U.S. Open. Do a preview. We have a couple special guests on today. Zig, who you are all very familiar with. He did the masterful job doing the Masters on the preview. That was like Episode 6. And we've got another dear friend of mine that's a, uh, a, a golf knowledge base as well. He's, uh, he's also known as the Golf Buccaneer. He's going to be talking about the U.S. Open. So, Zig, I introduce you first. You want to say what up? How's it going, everyone? Uh, thank you very much for having me back. It's an absolute honor. Last time was a blast. Looking forward to this time with another guest. Good yeah, segue. Well, Gons, talk to us. Uh, well, Brian, Zipper, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm Jack or Gonzo, as they will probably be calling me through the entire episode. So, uh, yeah, as Brian said, you can find me on Instagram at at the Golf Buccaneer. I do uh, dumb stuff and have a good time doing it. So excited to talk about the US Open with these guys. Ziggy uh, had a f- fantastic uh, breakdown of the Masters. So uh, I'm excited to see what I can bring to the table because I live by the eye test. I think numbers are dumb. <clears throat> so uh, I'm down with this. So let's get it going, boys. Gons, a couple things before we jump into it. Uh, firstly, when are you going to start doing like golf memes, being like a PGA memes account? Is that what a thing you- that's going to happen? What do you mean? Like PGA memes? Yeah. When are you going to start making your own golf memes? Oh, I'm, I'm way too, I'm way, I'm not quippy enough. Like to like sit down and write something funny. It literally needs to be like a hot take. Like I need somebody else feeding off me. Like you guys know me, you guys have known me for 25 years. I can't do it by myself. I need somebody to push me to say this, some, the funny thing. So, yeah, um, but you, you you could come up with some dumb stuff. I feel like once you get into the meme game, it's going to be, it's going to be a whole, New identity for the, the golf buccaneer. Yeah, I, I know, but also the, I just the trick is to just record you watching tournaments. Because your yeah, live no, commentary think, of any sports is great. No, I think um since the live tournament, which we'll get which we'll get into uh this first topic, but uh I think I will um start to Twitch stream the live tournaments, just like me watching the live tournaments. So see how that goes. So that'll be funny. But that would be that um, would be pretty fitting. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. So um, other than that, just fucking around on the golf course i did get like 600 views on my reel yesterday um on that so pretty happy with that well, so it turns out you're only good at one of two things yeah yeah i really tried to slice it but i actually roped it down the middle <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah in the words in the words of jill kearns it's tough to break old habits i know it really is bought all lot. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we're, we're at three minutes right now. If we keep this under an hour, I will give you to the floor to, to rant about the Yankees. Deal? <laughs> All right, cool. Sure. We don't, I don't think we need it. I think their play is speaking for themselves, but we can if we want to. Yeah. That's um, the thing. Uh, other, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Mets are a much, inter- much more interesting topic of conversation right now. The Yankees, it's just it's ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> this I, record I, I, is insane. I got a lot to say about the live. Um, I think it's fucking fantastic. So, um, yeah, uh, All right. we can definitely so keep it. There's a, a lot of fun stuff with Brookline too. Yep. But yep. first, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's just what we need. 
Yeah, that's exactly what we needed. So Gons is uh, sparking up while Zig and I are drinking some. What are we drinking, Zig? We are drinking a Pilsner from uh, Industrial Arts Brewing, which I believe might be in Connecticut, but I can't quite find it right now. It's pretty good, though. Gons, some uh, Cali, Cali Gonge over there. Yeah, just some good old Indica. I have no idea what it is. I just get it in bags now. I don't even ask for the package stuff. So, <laughs> so you can tell me what any name it is. I'll care. I don't care. <laughs> that's 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 the best way to do it. Okay, cool. So let's let's go over what we're going to be talking about today. So number one is mo money, more problems. Let's talk about let's talk about live, and then we'll do who's hot, who's not. Then number two is sell me this Brookline, and we're going to talk through the course, and then we're going to do a history lesson on Brookline. We're going to look at the uh, you know just what we've learned from the 1988 U.S. Open. The most recent time the, the uh, U.S. Open was played at Brookline up in Massachusetts. Section number three is going to be the anti-eye test. Ziggy recommended or, or requested that we talk about some golf analytics and how it factors into this uh, tournament that's coming up this week. And then lastly, I don't have a good name for this section. All I have right now is bets and frets. If there's anything that anyone else has uh, better than bets and frets, Please let me know. It is best bets and bets to stay away from. Those are your frets. Specifically with the bets, we're going to talk about winners, top fives, top twenties, top forties, and some some matchups and and day one placing position. So lots to get through. Let's start with mo money, mo problems. And I think uh, you know, let's Zig, let's give the new guy the floor for a second. Tell us tell us about Liv. What's what's going on with Liv? So for everyone listening, if you have not been paying attention, probably besides the four major sports, this is the most exciting thing to happen um, recently. So PGA Tour, as we all know, has been the longstanding authority in golf in the world. Uh, Recently, Greg Norman and a bunch of Saudi Arabian billionaires, um, mainly the people who control the public investment fund, who are also owners of Newcastle Premier League soccer team, uh, created a new golf league. that's called LIV, which is the LIV, which is stands for 54 in Roman numerals. And they have 54 players in the field. And it, it's actually just a new tournament. They're throwing a shit ton of money at everybody. And it is making people very unhappy. Uh, to name a few people who have gone off the list already from the PGA Tour, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson. Uh, I just like saying uh, Kepka, just his, his brother, just because it's so funny to think that he just... Chase Kepka went to the to live tournament just because he couldn't make him on the PGA Tour and probably has almost as much winnings this first year as Brooks did. Um, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Graham McDowell, and the list goes on. Ian Poulter, he can actually just stay there. But um, <clears throat> a lot of polarizing names are kind of leaving uh, PGA Tour, and it's kind of putting a wedge in the whole entire golf community because on one hand, it's like the moral decision of like, are you making this decision for money? Um, Saudi Arabia, not really the best... Uh, circumstances of living for most people and um it's just like you know pga tradition like that's what you all go for that's like when we were kids like you want to play on the pga tour not for live golf um so my take is i think it's good it's awesome but i will hold more takes for you guys to speak so when you guys guns when you when, when you when you say it's a, another golf tournament did you mean it's like another league it's like as if mlb like rattled off a saudi arabian baseball oh, yes, league yes, and sorry trout and yeah okay Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it's okay, just it's cool. just like yeah. it's just like Euro Tour or Champions League. It's just eight. It's going to be eight tournaments. Fifty four shotgun hole start. Um, Fifty four men shotgun hole start um, throughout eight cities throughout the world. So half are going to be international, half are going to be on the U.S. They have Shanghai um, as one of them. I remember. I can pull up the other ones for you, but they're freaking dope. 
And can you be in both leagues simultaneously? Can you be no, in you league cannot. and PGA? That was, I feel like Zib, I feel like that this was Zig's uh, Zigmore. Jay Monahan just threw the hammer down, and I feel like Zig's got some good comments on this because, from my perspective, I feel that the PGA Tour is uh, being very, very petty um, in the time where they're trying to grow a game. They're 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 turning their backs and being more uh, elitist with um, everything, and it's really bothering me with like Justin and Roy like constantly saying we're playing the best the best best players in the world this that it's like okay dude we, we get it that you're standing up for the pga but i don't understand why you can't do something new um like if like if an mlb player wants to go play for the dominican leagues in the winter mlb does not stop him from doing to stop them from doing so or his team stop them from doing so i would put it in the same light as that obviously the dollars um make a lot more but other than that like it's kind of the same point in, in my feeling is that like they should be able to do what they want they've earned the right to play on the pga tour it's going through all of their things so i like it i think it's fun um tip you got something to say i have a few things to say definitely first their issue with the money is it's less about that these people are only doing it for money. It's that they care about where the money is coming from, which you, you touched on to, but it's a huge part of it. Um, the crown prince MBS, he is the chairman of the investment fund by all accounts, not a very good guy. I'm sort of scared of saying that on this in case he listens. And that's what I, I, I was, I was testing to with saying anything bad. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to leave it <laughs> But um, all, all 50 of the ITEST listeners, yeah, that, that, that could be a real issue. Yeah, <laughs> there's one in Saudi Arabia who was like the prince. I, I got a few hits in uh, Madrid and uh, somewhere else in Europe. So, yeah, it's 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 going, it's heading east. The ITEST is moving. <laughs> keep, keep going. So another point is that I think there are a lot of really good things about live. You know, I think the team format is cool. I think 54 whole tournaments are a good idea. Maybe Shotgun not for all of them, but I think it's good. Shotgun start, I think is good for televising because you don't have like this delayed start. I think the, the PGA has done a better job of it in recent years with the threesomes on split tees, uh, one in 10. So that's, they're doing for this. They're tournament. getting better at it, but the PGA is overall not good at, showing their product live. I don't know why, but they need to get better. Um, They're horrible. Like, I don't know yeah. why you're being so, so nice about it. They're absolutely horrible. Like Anytime you want to watch a tournament before 12 o'clock, East or West Coast, you have to go to PGATourLive.com or try and find a stream, and then you have to go from NBC to CBS to something to find it. And it's like, dude, I just want to watch like four hours. It's, it's Why is it so well, difficult? The, the, the issue what, like with Thursday and Friday on the tournament is like... Exactly that. When I wake up and I know that the Masters is going on, like that's all I want to do in the background of work. And by the time two o'clock rolls around, I'm like kind of over it. <laughs> like for uh, or not like over and over it, but like the whole allure of like watching during the workday is like kind of kind of. Oh no! Blown uh, away I will, I will that, never ever get annoyed of that. I I never get tired like, of that. Yeah. It's so much. I don't know. Something about the morning that makes it so much more exciting because mornings of the workday, you guys are just that much more terrible. And by the time two o'clock rolls around you like five o'clock is within sight so it's like not like you're doing this like crazy bad thing to be like watching golf during the workday which makes it even more enjoyable when you you feel like you're doing something that's 
it's a little wrong. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 a disaster watching. Um, you're waiting till like two o'clock, and then on the weekends, uh, like I don't know, you're two o'clock on a Saturday. Like uh, I'm rarely just sitting sitting home and, and and watching golf. I'm like Saturday morning with breakfast. Like sounds like the perfect time. Yeah, to watch no, like, Masters. wake up at like nine o'clock, watch like the first fifteen groups go off. And you just get the rest on your phone. That's fantastic. I mean, but for me, like I'm on the West Coast, so I'm three hours behind. So I do get the marquee groups, um, like when I wake up or at eleven or twelve. So that's fine for me. But like, for did you guys watch Live at all? I saw the guy get hit in the face. That was awesome. <laughs> but um, it was available on three different platforms, and all I had to do is click like Live Golf Facebook, Live Golf YouTube, and LiveGolf.com, and I got everything I wanted. Like right there, just the ease of getting that was just tenfold better than the PGA tour. Um, <laughs> the guy kicking him to see if he was alive. <laughs> sports sports moment of the year so far. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I, I will say with regards to PGA tour, their new partnership with ESPN has made it much better. They have a bunch of featured groups and you can sort of just go there and pick and choose what you want to watch. Correct. It still yeah. overall sucks, but my one of my biggest issues is when it's live on CBS or whatever it's on, they do this playing through like on the seventy second hole in a tournament where the leader's up by one on like a five hundred yard par four. It's like this is the most important shot he's going to hit all day. Read Why are room. we looking at a commercial? <laughs> no one cares about FedEx or RBC, even though it's the RBC Canadian Open. No one cares. Please just let us watch Rory drive the ball. That's all we want to see. Just instead of commercials, let's just watch highlights of him from the last like twenty years. Also, the, the worst part about those commercials is always like the most pompous, like banks. It's always like a Morgan Stanley or yeah, it's like an RBC. Worst. It's like oh, it's always so it's so elitist and like yeah, we get it. It's it's golf. I, I don't know. It's I've, I've had enough of that as well. But no, but, but overall, it sounds like you, you guys are are like generally more pro live than I expected you guys to be, or at least Collins, you are. Zig, you're not right. No, I, I'm I'm not. I'm pro some of the concepts. Um, one other point I wanted to make was, you know, we talked about how it's, it's like, let's say the, the Dominican, it's, it's like making another competing tour. Let's say the Dominican Republic decided to make a, a major league baseball tour and Ronald Acuna went to play there and that's where he wanted to play all his baseball. If you're Rob Manford, you're going to be very upset at that which is exactly what they're trying to do is they're trying to take these players and they're trying to build them up on that platform and take the spotlight away from the PGA tour. The PGA tour needs to be changed. There needs to be new things going on. I think Jay Monahan's going about this all wrong. And I think, I think this weekend could have gone badly for him and it was actually the best possible result for him. I think Charles oh. winning is something no one cares about. And a Rory JT Finau final group where they're yeah. shot. Yeah, the no. worst score in the group was I think a, a sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. Like Jay that was is... so fucking happy that the leaderboard. He literally, he could not have been happier Saturday night seeing JT, Rory, and Tony in, in the last group. While fucking, it was Schwartzel from the Crushers, um, <clears throat> and like two guys that I actually cannot pronounce names. Um, yeah, he was so fucking happy. So PGA wins yeah. in that aspect. Um, but they well, lose. watched that video. Of uh, Rory walking up eighteen compared to like Schwartzel's last putt, I think it might be like a hundred times the people following Rory. Like, no, yeah, hundred percent. He's the biggest, other than Tiger, is probably two the most or three, hype, the yeah. 
most most liked, most marketable player in golf. Um, so right. this this weekend was a major win for for the PGA Tour when Liv really needed one, but it doesn't seem like it's getting as much negative press as, as many of yeah. us thought. And, 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 and like what did players say? Go ahead, Gons. They added players like during the like they added like Bryson and um and uh, Pat Perez like. Those are two guys like I, I enjoy watching. Like they're fun to watch too, and like sometimes they just get buried. Well, not Bryson because he's so ridiculously polarizing with anything he does, but like Pat Perez, funny dude, like dude, good golfer. Um, he got added on too. I feel like there's a couple more coming on after the U.S. Open. I guarantee you that there's going to be ten more golfers in the top fifty that go out to the live after the U.S. Open, so they could avoid all the distraction. But they're like, I'm cashing in, man. Why would you not like? My only thing with this, the reason it's working is it's going to work or it's going to reshape the PGA Tour to like bend the rules or something is that why would a golfer, why would you turn down more money to do less? I get, I get majors and, and legacy on the PGA Tour and all that. But I could argue that like there are plenty of amateur golfers from like the back in the day. Francis we met is a perfect example. Not a professional golfer, played like in three amateur tournaments, was an ambassador to the game, uh, never turned professional at all. But he's still remembered and revered because he was an ambassador to the game. I feel that the PGA Tour is just basically saying if you're not on the PGA Tour, you're not a golfer in our in our minds. Like that's not fair. You can be an international golfer. Like um, Walter Hagen exclusively did match plays or like cash rounds for like his later career. No one, no one cares about that because he won all of his, you know, he did his PGA tour. I just think that PGA is being real stuck up with this. They just want to keep their product. But if a college player, the number one college player says I can go to, um, corn Ferry and grind it out in my fucking Subaru outback driving all across the country, or I can go to live, make a shit ton of money for a signing bonus and then have all the extra time to practice for the PGA tour. When I want to get there in two years, maybe I want to, you know, work on my game still, but I want, I need to make money. You're going to tell me that I, me and zip, I'd watch the number one college player in the world go up against like DJ. the live tournament. You know, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. So I think there's options here that like will be eye opening to a lot of college players, especially with the ability for them to make money too. And when when you said the live L I V and Roman numerals is fifty four, what did that stand for? It was the Roman numerals that are played. Fifty four players in the field, or I'm pretty sure is it zip. It's it's number of holes for each tournament. Thank you. Number of holes. Okay. Okay. They, okay, all, okay. they also said if a player in any live tournament, yeah, birdies all fifty four holes in a row and shoots uh, fifty four under par. He will get an immediate bonus of fifty-four million dollars. Like, come on! Like, what's the? Like, you have to laugh at how funny that is. That's so much fun. No, but that 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 could be extremely compelling television at some point. Just like, which will never ever happen. Never ever <laughs> happen. But like, what if there's someone thirty thirty six? I mean, the, these courses these courses can't be as hard as no, as no. They're legit. Does not matter. The courses you matter. Could, they're, you look but they're at like Doug Woody, and they wouldn't do that. Fifty-four <laughs> under is insane. The only person who's ever shot that well in like one round is Kim Jong Il, and like he yeah, has seventeen he shot, he shot ones. Good. He yeah. shot a nineteen, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he's the only one who's gotten below a fifty-eight. He's like he's got a nineteen. The lowest is I think Furyk with a fifty-eight. Oh man! If someone gets to like, what number do you start thinking at like sixteen? 
Well, you need to do it for three days. Yeah, three days. I know. But at, at, what, at what point do you start thinking about it? You don't. Like, there's literally no. <laughs> it's, like pitch, it's, pitching, it's pitching three perfect games in a row is what it is. You and literally, probably yeah. more, probably harder. Like, you couldn't, yeah, there's no shot. Gons, <laughs> I, I asked this question, it says Zig a couple months back, but uh, let's say hypothetically a pitcher only starts two games in the entire season, but throws two perfect games, does he win the Cy Young? No, what? It's baseball. You know we random random acts of amazingness that happen in baseball? What's the minimum amount of what's the, perfect yeah, games what's the minimum for him to win Cy Young? In one season, amount of games you would have to pitch perfectly, or... And those, yeah, and those are his only games. starts. Those are his uh, only starts. I think it's two. You're telling me if this guy pitches back-to-back perfect games to start the year, he's not going to no, win the No, he didn't say back-to-back. He did not say back-to-back. He said it's two. It's only two starts. It's only, oh, two, only starts. two starts a year. Okay, okay, but he could easily do one in the fall and one okay. in... He, bo- he bookends the first and last game of the season with perfect games. <laughs> you're, not, you're not giving him the Cy Young? No. Absolutely not. Have to. Have to. like 22 Brian, and like Brian, that is an insult baseball. to all the nice things I was about to say to you as a baseball player back in high school. That is That's ridiculous. Nice. All right. All right. All right. So it was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I stand by it. I'll, I'll, I might put on a poll on Twitter and see what see what uh, the 50 followers have to say about it. But, it's just um, okay, so that, a chance. Eh, that, that seems like a little bit more than a chance. But anyway, we, we, that was a good uh, good introduction to Liv. I think it's important. The, the last thing I want to touch on regarding Liv is so those guys that you mentioned, DJ, Bryson, did you say Ustuzan as well? Like a, really? a bunch of like really huge names. Are they not playing this week? Uh, no, the, USG, the USGA allowed them to play. Um, they... The, the answer that the USGA gave this week should have been the answer that the PGA kind of would have given because the USGA is basically saying these players have done everything that they needed to do to qualify, whether it was go through qualifying rounds, win the tournament, pass champion, or whatever. You're allowed to play. We'll have to reevaluate next year because we want to abide by the PGA Tour, which I still think is bullshit. Like, they're not, like, the fucking authority. I mean, they are because they're the biggest, but, like, fuck that shit. Um... But yeah, like they should have answered. PGA should have answered the way the USGA did. So they're cool. So the, the short answer is yes, they're playing in this tournament, but it does not Correct. mean that they're always going to be allowed to play in PGA tournaments. Correct. They won't USGA, be able to play in any USGA. PGA tournaments after this week. This is a, a tournament put on by the USGA. This is not. A, yeah. It's not technically a PGA tournament. There's two. Ah, how about that? Got that. Got that. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool. All right, so let's let's start talking about this week then. Um, let, let's just start before we get into Brookline specifically. Let's talk about just um, who, who's who's playing well and who's not playing well of the names that you would expect to be at the top. Real quick, just to, to go over this, the um, the top ten in odds. I think it's good to just have this information as a baseline for the listeners. Let me pull this up. We've got. I have it up if you need. I got it. I got. It. We got Rory at ten to one. JT at eleven to one, Rom twelve to one, Scheffler fourteen to one, Xander Shoffley sixteen to one, Cantley twenty to one, Cam Smith twenty two to one, Spieth twenty eight to one, and DJ. We'll end with DJ at twenty eight to one as well. Wow, Sam Burns next at thirty to one. He is flying up lists. My God, very well. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we, you know, we knowing that those are the top ten guys. 
Talk to me about, you know, you don't even need to keep it to those 10. Zig, I'll let you have the floor first. It's gone. Gone's got the floor first about live. Tell me about who's, who's playing well right now that you have your eye on. Well, I think that both of us probably want to talk about the same guy first. uh, And it's Rory McIlroy. I mean, if you've watched this guy play golf in the last three months, it's just, it's ridiculous. He just, he, the swing is perfect. He hits the ball an absolute mile. Um, and f- he sort of started to piece it together at the PGA, had a really good first round and then sort of collapsed two, middle two rounds and played well. Sunday usually sort of goes the other way. Really, really good Sunday. Can't really play Thursday. And then this weekend, he started with a tie for the lead on Sunday and shot eight under, just unconscious. The driver was great. The wedge play was really, really good, which is something he struggles with a little bit. And the putter was fantastic. So, you know, I think that he is someone who will certainly play well here. He is just in such good form. Everything seems like it's coming together at the right time. It's really hard to win a U.S. Open. He's won one before. Um, You know, I don't think Congressional is all. He won Congressional in 2011, the U.S. Open. I don't think he's all that... I don't think a congressional is all that different of a course. I mean, it's a little bit of a parkland with, you know, it's going to have the the big rough, the fast greens. I think he's going to do very well. Um, another guy I really want to talk about is Cameron Young, who is a local boy from where we're from. He's from Westchester, New York, from Scarborough. Yeah, buddy. And um, yeah, he's a fantastic player. He... Um, I think he came maybe tied for third or fourth in the PGA. He's been playing really good golf. He, I think he got a uh, an exemption from the Corn Ferry Tour last year. I think he had three or four wins. He His home course is Sleepy Hollow, which is right around us, which had a recent restoration by Gil Hans, which he He's also did the restoration at the yes, Country Club, yes, which did. also I'd like just like to say that that's the greatest name for a golf course ever. The Country Club. The at Country Brooklyn. Club. I, I, I'll give you the reason why um, when we get to those. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Cam Young, top 10 for sure. I, I have some money on him to win. Uh, so I think he's going to play very well. And my pick for the Masters, who sort of faded away at the end, Cam Smith. I think his ball striking and his putting is too good not to compete at majors these days. So Zig likes the Cams? Yep. I, I like the cams as well. I think uh, they've they've been like I feel like every tournament, every major that I watch, they're they're always pretty competitive until Sunday. So I think those are the guys that you want to go for, especially because I saw some stat today that was like the previous eight or so winners of the U.S. Open the week before were like a top ten finish in whatever tournament they most recently played. So it's uh, a lot about who's uh, who's who's rolling. So uh, Gons, who, who else is rolling right now? Um, I really. Like um, the young uh, foreigners, I'm down with like Joaquin Neiman, Victor Hovland. I feel that their ball is striking for this course specifically. Um, when we get into like Brookline, I'll explain why uh, I think that bombers aren't necessarily going to do well at this course specifically. Um, so I think that ball striking is going to be huge. Um, and from getting to uh, la 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 the Oh, getting to the getting to the green is getting to the closest to the pin as possible is going to be more important than getting farthest from the tee. 
if that makes sense. I'm probably messing up my uh, vernacular. So um, always go with Spieth, too, as well. So I'll go Hovland, Spieth. Um, a guy like Kisner, I feel that at this specific course, can do very well. Um, you have to be super accurate off the tee, and you have to get really close to the pin. These these greens are the second smallest major championship green complex um, behind Pebble Beach. So it's ridiculous. And I know from <clears throat> on-course um, insider information that these are harder than Pebble Beach. So I think it's going to be a lot about short game and iron play rather than bombing it off the tee. Okay. Good to know. We'll, we'll hold off on more uh, Brookline stats for a second. Yep, um, yep. Who, 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 like of the of the of the main guys, like right. who, who's um, not playing um, well right now? Let's go the opposite. Conversely, guns who's not playing well, not playing well right now. Um, Colin Morikawa comes to mind. He's just not putting a hmm. whole entire round together. Um, um, Tony Finau is still coming on the up and up. He had a fa- as we all saw, he had a fantastic RBC. Um, but he again, not someone who just has all the tools, but has not been able to string it together. He blew um, up in, in in Tulsa. My God, what was that Saturday and Sunday from Finau? That was a disaster. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch much of that one. Um, Brooks. Uh, Brooks still isn't playing that hot either. So I think that you know. But you know him. He comes. He comes alive in major championships. It's really when he uh, takes the steroids. So. Um, Guys, I also touted you as a golf guru. So you're not supposed to admit that you didn't watch majors, but. Keep going. No, I thought you meant this weekend. I didn't watch <laughs> no, no, no. At the, at, in, no, no, no. In, in Tulsa, a few weeks ago at the PGA, oh, Finau was like, yeah, you know, he was, you, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Finau was like top ten going into the weekend and just just blew up. Yeah, no, that's a tough course. And and JT, different song on that. JT coming back from eight down with twelve to play to win is just a fucking. Oof. You know what I you know what I was thinking about the entire time I was watching that US Open run was the last time JT won the US Open into that Christian's house and we all gasped as he hit that three wood from like two seventy five to two feet. So at um, Christian's house? Apartment, whatever. Wait, which one? When Justin Justin Thomas won last? His last US Open. I don't Open. know. Which apartment was that? You you mean my apartment? It was at an apartment in New York City. Really, not that important. We were just watching, and we both went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I, I, I was asking because I also lived there. It was also my apartment. Uh, anyway, Zach, uh, yeah, I think Colin Markow is a good one for for guys that I feel like I haven't heard much positive from recently. Is there anyone Goodland. else that that? Ooh, good one. Yeah. I, Who else? I didn't hear that one. Who'd you say? And as I'm looking at the list too, I also see Tommy Fleetwood just has all the tools, never done it. And it's getting to that point where it's like, I'm never going to say he's going to win a tournament, like a a major again at this point, but I feel like he really could come along and do it again, but he's not playing tonight either. So, um, I I would go for me. No, you can go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. I've been talking too much. Yeah. So for me, it's, I, I feel like it's John Rom. I haven't heard his name all year when he seemed like he was winning everything. He's the defending U.S. Open champion. feel like he should be playing better right now. He seems a little lost on the greens, which I can say a little bit of the same for Patrick Cantlay. He seems to have lost a whole, basically all the game. Um, Mm. Not sure what exactly is going on with him. 
but he'll find it. I'm sure he's too good. He's he's one of those players where I think he's too good to not win a major one day. He's just the whole game is solid. Yeah. Uh, who else? Sanders, I, I mean, another will, one. Yeah, he seems he's yeah. a little quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like those are all the guys that I keep betting on, and uh, because I feel like they're just due, but they're just not playing well. And it's really a thing in golf when you're like your, your momentum and how you're playing at that moment is always really important, which I always find to be pretty interesting because I feel like those guys are so good that any day they could just like erupt or blow up, and it's not the case. I mean, it's like you can you can learn from previous tournaments and like who is playing well and who's not playing well for making educated guesses on, on who's going to finish in the top 10 or whatever. Um, okay, cool. So that was helpful. We got some of the big names that are playing well. Real quick, what, what about John Rahm? I feel like I haven't heard much from him recently. Is that wrong of me? No, you're, no, you're, you're right. Absolutely you right. You mentioned that. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, yeah. I missed that. My bad, my bad. Okay, cool. All right, good. So that's that's a good lesson. We, we, we covered we covered a lot of it. So let's, let's move on to Brookline specifically. Um, I don't know much about this course. I like those uh, facts that you started with, Gons about how it's the smallest greens or second smallest greens on tour. What else can you add about Brook, uh, Brookline? Uh, my first question is, Ziggy, have you played Brookline? I have not have played you? Brookline, no. Okay. Have you? <laughs> no, no. If, if you haven't, that, I haven't played it. Um, <laughs> if you have, that's not a thing, though. Playing Brookline is not a thing, right? Isn't it like as uh, it's a, it's a, it's a private country club. Um, so just to give everybody a little bit of a history lesson here, it is one of the first, uh, one of the five founding uh, country clubs of the USGA. Um, it was cre- uh, opened in 1889 as a equestrian and shooting club. That's why it's called the country mm-hmm. clubs because it's it, that it was it, there was no golf. Um, first six holes mm-hmm. were built in 1903, and then it expanded every couple of years until uh, excuse me, not 1903. Uh, 18, so whatever, I'll find it right here. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, so I'll just give you the things. It's three nine hole courses on the, co- on the complex. So there's Clyde, mm-hmm. Squirrel, and Primrose. The original 18 is Clyde and Squirrel. Primrose okay. is a separate nine. So normally in past U.S. Opens, <clears throat> and past Ryder Cups, regardless of men or women, they have a championship route that is a deviation of all three of the courses. The difference between this one now and this year's is that they've actually added in old holes. So now that, Mm. specifically number 11, the downhill par three, um, which is actually last played by Francis we met in the 1913 US Open when he won it, hasn't been used since, and they added it in back because they wanted to make a new route for this championship. Um, wow. Yeah, if you it, this is if you're if you're someone who likes drone footage, you're not going to be disappointed with Brookline. It's, it's the flyovers. It's 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 fucking insane because um, you know as you know we're northeastern people. You know we grew up around like woods and and you know rock quarries and stuff. This entire property is just chock full of natural barriers, ways to shape greens. I think about 11 out of 18 are actually elevated or, you know, on an elevation, they're not straight ahead of you um, because they just had to jam it into this property that they had. Um, Hmm. So that's why if you look at a lot of them, they're like, a lot of them will be S fairways. You're like a lot of blind shots um, from the 19, whenever whenever they played the last Ryder Cup, uh, it was famously said that players have to get used to, aiming at blue sky 
because they can't see the pins mm. from certain points on fairways because that's just how they made it longer. Uh, made it made it harder. Than them. So, John, I've got a, I've got um, a question for you. Yep. This is all super interesting. Mm. Can a caddy like run up and give their guy a line? Give the, the golfer a line? Like it could be uh, what like what what I do. No, yeah, like yeah. Like when like if someone playing. stands at a hill and goes like that with their with yeah, club or something. yeah, and holds up a club or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's not allowed. Zip. I feel like. Dick, do you know if that's legal? Yeah. You're on mute, bud. Okay. <laughs> just realized I was on mute. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> uh, he can do it. He just can't be there when he's hitting. He needs to get out of the way. I. It won't happen. That's sort of what the practice rounds are for. Yeah, they go up right. and they hit from every tee box, and they sort of know what their lines are with certain clubs. Also, with but tournaments, you can aim at like TV towers and edges of like get your aim point that way because like those man-made uh, items are always be there at yeah. the course of the tournament. And during the practice round, can you like play multiple balls? You can, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, you'd probably like you know hit two different tee shots aim for each side of the fairway and like test your angles and stuff like that. Right. Two players. Is that how they approach it? You can hit four different tee shots from three different tees with four different clubs. You can do whatever you want. And that's probably what wow. they will do. Cause if you, um, Gons, were you talking about the, the 11th, the par three or what was the par three you were 11, to? Uh, number 11 par three is the new one that can like go from one Oh five to one Oh four. And it's surrounded by four bunkers in the front and it, right. it dives off the back um, so it's, it's fucking impossible to hit. Yeah. Wow. You're, so you're like, that's going to change a whole lot, um, day to day, depending how far the tee is back, depending where the pin is. These guys are going to have to be ready. They're going to have to be sharp with all of their clubs. So I'm, I'm pretty sure if you were there, yeah. I know guys are playing today. Cool. You're probably going to play tomorrow on Wednesday. Situation here, fellas. Um, you would see a lot of people hitting a lot Both of different frozen. clubs into basically every hole. Especially since I'm sure you've all seen um, the videos of the rough this week. It's, yeah. US Open. it's nasty. It's disgusting. You're going to need to make some tough decisions. Do I want to hit driving iron? Do I want to hit okay. four iron? Do I want to hit driver? Do I want to hit three wood? So they're going to really need to test it out and figure out what they want to play on certain holes. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Gons, you had, uh, you sent me that video of the rough, that guy just dropping a ball into the, the, the rough and it just seemingly disappeared. Is that like how it's playing directly off of the fairway? Is, is there any wiggle room until that rough kicks, kicks in? Or is that like as soon as you're in the rough, that's what you're getting out of? From what I've seen on the videos, um, cause I'm addicted to it. Um, there's not a lot of second cut. Um, but I absolutely love when the U.S. Open does this stuff. Like legitimately, just oh, we keep losing him. Um, we could probably assume we, he was going to say that he <laughs> he loves when uh, U.S. Oh, Open no. puts out those hype videos to you. Uh, you know like drum up excitement about how getting with with Brookline. Um, it, it seems like there's very little little room for or gods. Were you going to just going to say you you like when you know U.S. Open or, or you know yeah, uh, the no, PGA yeah, or I, USGA puts I out? Can, I, I heard you when you were talking to Zip. So. Um, yeah, yeah okay. no, I absolutely love when they make it as hard as possible. I think that, like what I was saying, like bombers, if you're not accurate, you're fucked, man. Like I'd rather hit a 273 wood or they, I'd rather them hit a 273 wood to a safe spot rather than trying to go 350 and they're off by three feet left or right rough. 
it's like standing in cabbage, man. It's impossible. I don't know how they they're going to be able to. So, do. so, so no one's winning this at eighteen under. You don't think? Absolutely. And I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want it to be like that. Zip. Like, no, green. that's not what the U.S. Open is all about. Yeah. If someone wins it at eighteen under, whoever's setting up the courses will be fired. Oh yeah, no, right. like those super. Like you know how like when, when we go out and play sometimes, and like they'll have a Saturday pin, and it's like really difficult. We make the joke like, man, someone's the pin key. Uh, groundskeeper is really in a bad mood this morning it's like i want my u.s open pin keepers to be sexually fucking frustrated (laughs) (laughs) i want them to put it in the worst possible place like give me shit and cock but but, that was what i was gonna say because but there was like there's a fine line because people were like bummed about shinnecock and they were like you know the, the usga lost this hole or you know whatever people were saying on twitter where is the line is the question uh, I would say whatever. Give me two less numbers on the stint meter from Shinnecock, and then call it a day. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll look that up. But it is uh, it, Shinnecock. It's, they just made a very crucial error, and they did not factor in the wind, which is something wind, you should probably yeah. factor in on a link style course in Long Island. Yep, uh, yeah. and just the, the greens were cut like glass, and then they just made them even worse. That you could hit. I remember Justin Rose's putt where. I think it was 10 feet away and he ended up like hitting it 40 feet by the hole. So <laughs> just like, and it was just like, what is this? This like, is, this just seems miserable. I, I, I don't like that, but I do like when they challenge them. like in the rough. Oh God, this looks disgusting. I don't even, I have no interest in playing that golf course. like this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I played Tory Pines uh, two years ago, uh, whatever it but right before it was the U.S. Open, like maybe like three weeks before, the rough was like mm-hmm. they were growing the rough out then. It was fucking hard then, and it was like just like above, above my ankle. They had to grow for two more weeks after that. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's impossible. And uh, what, what, seriously though, what do you do out of that if you were a golfer and let's say you know you, you, where however far you are from typically hitting your seven iron? Do you think these guys are going to be hitting five irons in those from those same distances? Considering no, the they're going to lay up. They're going to hit their seven Pitch iron out. and lay up. Yeah. Pitch out. Okay. Yeah. Or, or zip. What would you oh. do in that situation? Like, if I hit a five iron, I have not enough loft to get it out of this ridiculous um, rough. But I also don't have enough like loft or just I don't. Yeah, I don't think it would work. I have to lay up every single time. Like, that's why you have to be accurate on the fairways in this tournament this week, especially. Yeah. You take five iron. It's essentially hit it and pray. Uh, yeah. These guys are going to be taking their medicine a whole bunch this weekend. <laughs> Par okay. is good to know. awesome. Par, Par is good. Guys, uh, um, I just want to clarify real quick. So were you saying there are specific holes from the Primrose nine that are being basically substituted in for the typical 18 that's normally played? Is yeah, right? so there's members eight. There's a members eighteen. There's uh, uh, you know, like tournament eighteen. Then there's usually an actual open eighteen, which would be for professionals. They've reworked it. So originally, when you went from, so it's weird because like they literally are just straight up just revert like taking numbers from holes and making them new. So whatever I'm saying is going to be really confusing, but it's like it's number nine on one hole. You finish that nine, and you have to walk a long way to get to number 10 in the original open course. Now they've added in, they've made nine, 10, and they've added in the par three, 11 to make it a shorter distance for the players to walk from 10 
originally nine to ten. It's so confusing. You, it, when you have the time, look it up, and it's really cool. Like to see how like okay, the, it, it's it's a it's very impressive the the tea master guy to do that stuff. So, um, but and, it's and it's, and it's dope. So you talked about eleven, the par three. Are there any other holes that stand out? It's like you know, pay attention to this hole because this is going to be yeah number you know, seventeen. A, a uh, it's the uh, it's the hole that um, the U.S. clinched the 1999 Ryder Cup on, and just shout out to the uh, apparel designer for uh, that Ryder Cup team because those are probably some of the most fire flame shirts ever. Um, red, red, maroon with with picture with picture frames all over them of previous teams. It was amazing, um, but that yeah, that course uh, that one's really hard. It's been famous for a while. Um, in the 1913 U.S. Open, Francis, we met. AKA Shia LaBeouf uh, birdied that hole, <laughs> birdied that hole where uh, Harold Varner uh, went to uh, bogey it. So that basically cinched the uh, improbable comeback win, uh, playoff win for him. So 17 is definitely going to be one of those most insane ones. Um, and then 18 is just a beautiful picturesque uh, ride up, but it's no joke, man. It's, it's, it's elevated green about 467. Right. Um, and it's just like it, it's like zip. You've played on a lot of uh, Pete Dye courses. You know, it has like those faux bunkers where it's like you think it's sand, but all of a sudden it's just grass and like a lower level. Mm-hmm. Um, Gil yeah. Hans utilized what they call chocolate drops. It's like imagine if you were like you flipped over a crunch bar and you saw all the peanuts like covered in chocolate. They're just kind of little lumps. They have that all around the all around the greens and shit too. So it, it's 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 going to be impossible for. For, it's going to be really, really important to have accuracy to the greens because if not, you can be within a three-foot radius and have a uphill lie, downhill lie, flop lie. Like it could be, it's going to be insane. I'm really excited for this course, but I would say 11, 17, 18, I think 13, the 600-yard par five is going to be another important one too. But um, any hole is a dangerous hole in this course. It's going to be brutal. Mm-hmm. Say anything to add there? Um, I mean, we were talking about how the bombers maybe it, it's not the best for them, but they have some long par fours here. Yep. Um, mm. where people it's, are going to start more accurate then than bombers. Yeah. Right. But so one or ten where anyone starts this tournament is four eighty eight or four ninety nine, and that's a big boy golf hole when you got not a lot of room to miss. Uh. So 15, I think, is a 510, 520 par four. I got it right here. Insane. Um, where are you? Okay. Never mind. I'll find it. But I'm also really excited for five. You know, I think one of the, the hallmarks of the U.S. Open is they have one par four that's that m- makes people make a decision whether or not they want to go for it. And I think that's really cool. Um, so that'll be a fun one to watch. Oh, like you oh said. number eight. Sorry, Zip. Sorry to cut you off. No, go for it. Number eight is going to be the one that's really bad, uh, too. If you do, if you hit it short on eight, you are going to roll back 150 yards. Hmm. And are, are you hitting driver uh, off eight? Number is eight a is a par five five fifty seven hole. So if you're going to go for it, par f- yeah, par five five fifty seven. You, you got to go for it, and you got to go long if anything. But if you go long, you're wait, gonna, what, what, what do you mean go for it when you say go for it? You like you have to like fly a bridge or something? Yeah, if you're gonna go for an eagle, which is on the green in right. three, um, you have to fucking get after it. Because if you hit 
50% of the front of the green, you're rolling back 150 yards. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I see. I see. Um, and yeah, there, oh, yeah. so you got to hit, you got to hit two bombs. All right. Dude, yeah, the par cool. threes, I think actually might be more dangerous than the, than the par fours that we had to make a decision on, man. 215 par three down. I think that one's uphill. Um, 192 plateau. That's already just the name of that one just sucks. Plateau. Um, Number 11, we've already discussed. And then uh, number 16 is 202 par 3. So I really think it could be won and lost on the par 3s. Nice. You're going to need to have the full repertoire ready to go. And exactly. You need to be able to hit the ball straight. You're going to need to ball strike with the irons. And you're going to need to be able to hit some good wedge shots and get up and down. No, no, for sure. Okay, so so good, good, good ball striking is a good uh, segue into some uh, anti eye test analytics. So Zig, this is uh, this is your wheelhouse. This is what you were uh, made for. This is your moment. Talk to me about some uh, confused some, some the shit numbers. Out of me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to come out of this feeling confident that I understand. <laughs> I, I want this to be. I want this to be a real challenge. I want this to be like a, you know eleventh grade physics. 11th grade Phoenix. All right. How much do we know about strokes gained? That's like war. Baseball war. Yeah, right? essentially. Okay. From tea there are, there, well, yes. There are different phases of it. There's tee to green. There's approach. There's off the tee. There's stroke gain putting. For these, I think you look at strokes gained tee to green. And you also need to look at strokes gained putting because you do need to have everything. So we look at, quickly for strokes gained, tee to green, number one this year, guy I mentioned before, Rory McIlroy. The guy is hitting the ball unbelievably well. Uh, he seems to be very confident in every one of his clubs, specifically that driver. I think he, you know, we talk about you need to be accurate. I, the thing about him is he hits it 350 down the middle. It's it's scary how good he is with that club. Um. I don't what's doubt you on better, Rory. I don't yeah, doubt you what's on Rory. Better, what's better than his... He's always good off the tee. It's that he's actually putting it together elsewhere. Uh, he's top 20 in strokes gained approach. Let's see where he is putting this year, which is usually his weakest point. Mm-hmm. And he is... Let's see where he's at. 30. 31 which for him is unheard of. So if he can put all that stuff together, that's great. Um, but let's look at some more strokes he's top, gained. He's uh, 52 in driving accuracy. And what is he in distance? Probably top 10. Driving distance. Cameron Champ, Matthew Wolf, Rory McIlroy. 319.1. Average? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's big boy stuff. That's big boy behavior. Uh, around the green is another really important one because you're not going to be able to hit all your shots perfectly, especially if you end up in the rough. How is that measured? It's it's sort of when you have, uh, when you're chipping or pitching or whatever, it's how close you're able to hit your next shot and then they factor in your percentage of making the putt from that range. There's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a whole war calculation in baseball that I don't think could, anyone really understands. Could we say that golf has some of the most, uh, as ridiculous of stats as baseball does? 
Yeah. That's what that it's it's trending that direction for sure. It it really is, man. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know, you gotta you gotta adapt, guns. Can't uh, you, you can't just be uh, using the eye test forever, apparently. So, uh, but you know, it's 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 good to uh, you know, it's good, it's good to think about these things, especially if you're putting putting money on this stuff. Like hearing you guys talk about how accurate you have to be, and how it's maybe not all about the bombers, but those that are able to not hit it into the rough consistently. Um, you know, if I'm gonna be putting money on this stuff, it's it's helpful to know who who's hitting the ball straightest most frequently. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. It just so Jim Nance talking. A quick aside. Um, so Rory's number one in total strokes gained. That's at two point two eight. He's point two five ahead of the next guy. So over the course of four rounds, he's one shot better than anyone else in the field. Number two is a very interesting person to watch out for this week, and that's Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew Th- Fitzpatrick has success at the country club at Brookline. He won the U.S. Amateur there in 2013. Brookline, as we know, they love an underdog, like Gonzi mentioned. We met. Fitzpatrick seems like he's always sort of near the top, gets a lot of top 10s, top 15s, top 5s. I don't think he's all that bad of a play this week. I think this might be the one where he puts it together he hits it accurately he he's an interesting one who has his own he's a real analytics nerd but he comes up with his own so there are calculations that the pga does to determine their strokes gained and whatnot but that's just based on the rest of the field he does it against where he's trying to hit the ball so if he hits it 10 yards right of where he's aiming he doesn't consider it a good shot or he's trying to calculate Based on that, and hopefully they'll talk about it this weekend. He's 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 marked and calculated yeah. every shot since he was how old? Gone? Like 12? twelve years old, Brian. He is yeah. he's brought he's brought a little black book around with every shot he's ever taken since he was twelve. Years really, old, that's epic. Un, like just unreal dedication. And he, and he's, I, he's, I, he's, I, he's our age. He's our age. He's like 29 ish. Twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. No. So he's prime. No, yeah. I would definitely agree with so always someone who's floating but, around as a good player he, and the and the announcers are always like, Oh, he's gonna do it one day, he's gonna do it one day. So um right. and so he, he's day. he's going he's calculating his own analytics by more of like an and expected batting average as opposed to actual uh you know, results. Right. He he's using more of what because of, he's taking into account like where he's actually aiming. Is that right, Zig? So it's more of like an XBA, an ex-WOBA type of guy? Absolutely, yep. Okay. Huh. I feel like that should be more prevalent in golf. I feel like he shouldn't be the one outlier. I feel like that's what analytics is. You'd think. Um, I mean, it's being done, just maybe not to that extent. He just has this so, I, Yeah, Gons, if you're wondering the difference between golf and baseball analytics, it's that right there, where like golf is just a little bit behind where where baseball is right now as I watch Marcelo's and I just absolutely tee off. Speaking My God, of, is this sports, team ever going to lose? Yeah. Speaking of sports, Boston is just getting worked right now. Um, yeah, no no one cares no one cares about basketball. This is this is it's an anti basketball podcast. Gotcha. Um but sports. <laughs> um no yeah I want to disagree with you on that. I do think that um golf's technology is a leaps and bounds ahead of baseball in that terms of like how to like fit a club and dial in and all like the smash factor and all that stuff. But like the actual 
analytics that measure players, yes, I think that baseball um, clearly outweighs a person, um, uh, clearly has a better way of gauging a person's ability on the court mm-hmm. or field, per se. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and it's, you know, like type, the types of things that, you know, the, the casual fan would, would not really consider. Um, so it's good that we have Zig here to help us and, you know, teach us who's good tee to green and around the greens and whatever, all those other stats were. Um, so Zig, you were, you were kind of trending this direction talking about analytics. Um, you, you mentioned Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm looking at his odds right now. He's 30 to one to win this damn thing. Only six to one to finish in the top five and three to one to finish in the top 10. Uh, either of those three stick out to you. Best bang for your buck, best value. What are you thinking for Matthew Fitzpatrick? What was it? Six to one and three to one for five and 10. Correct. That's, for yes. Five and 10. It's just not juicy. It's not, not that juicy. juicy. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to put some money on him to win. I'd like to see it. That way, to, to me, just, you know, giving that a quick look over, I mean, that 30 to one to win it outright seems like a better bet than six to one to, to finish in the top five. It's a huge, huge difference. So I so played I, this weekend in Canada. So I got a question go? for you, for you betting guys here. Top ten. What's up? So like, just these, these, because golf, golf odds are absolutely ridiculous. Sometimes, yeah, like a really, good, a really yeah. good player could have a fifty to one chance to win any tournament. It doesn't matter if it's if it's this. So, how good of a play do you think it would be to like just ride or die with one player you know is going to win a tournament? The entire like ten bucks at fifty to one every single every time. Week? Do you think it would be like it would be worth it in the end for one season? I don't, you know, I I don't hate that strategy, but you know, does a player win a tournament every year? I I don't think that's guaranteed by any means. Like, has Matsuyama hasn't won a tournament this year, right? Former number one in the world, and right has has he won one this year? No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, yeah, you are right too. But yeah, like if you pick a good player, like if I picked like. A good example, like if I pick Tommy Fleetwood for the next year, do you think his odds would get me to plus eventually? Eventually, but he doesn't win shit. I <laughs> think the, the way to do it. <laughs> That's why the in, odds in are so opinion, juicy. Right. The, the way to do it, in my opinion, is you take, you know, it's not fun and it's not sexy, but you take like Rory to finish top 10 at plus 140 and you use that money that you win on that bet, which you feel pretty good about to sprinkle on some long shots like a Matthew Fitzpatrick outright winner at 31. So let's say, you know, using easy numbers, you bet $10 on Rory to finish top 10 that plays plus 140. You have $24 in your pocket all of a sudden. You use that $14 of surplus. You take two of it to bet on, you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick. And, you know, that could be a $60 win. You use another two to bet on, um, you know, Sung J.M. at another 40 to one. You know, so... You, you take the money that you feel really good about from the easy top 10 finish and use that to sprinkle around. The issue is if Rory doesn't hit that top 10 for whatever reason, then, then you know, you're, you're in some trouble. I also yeah. recommend um, if Rory shits the bed on Thursday, any tournament, and like he's not really in contention, you take the backdoor top five every time because he's <laughs> the king of backdoor top fives. It, I love uh, the backdoor top dude, five. We did that you, for, the, took, for the Masters. Masters. I yeah. bet like 300 bucks on it. Just made bank because he was like, he had no chance and he shot 64. This guy's the king of the backdoor top five. Dude, if you. And if, that means if you see him borderline top five on Sunday, you got to feel good about betting on to win, right? Uh, I, I think there's some. That would depend on the score. That's that would, that would depend on the score. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Right. There's something about him knowing he can't actually win that he's just like, all right, I'm just going to fire at pins and swing as hard as I can. <laughs> and it seems to work for him. It's the best. Um, but it's like, actually, I will say, like, I think golf um, is very understated in its live betting aspect um, to get those juicy bets. Uh, for example, oh, it's great. For example, JT <clears throat> um, at hole four before he started making his comeback to win the PGA was plus. 800 to win or like yeah. no like, not even, like it, was, it was like plus a thousand or some shit to win all you do sprinkle 10 bucks on there or whatever even 100 if you're feeling dicey and, and that pays for your weekend it's a huge it's a huge co-op so um i yeah. think sometimes the live betting of golf would be more juicy than uh an outright like tournament 72 hole winner um okay so here here's a good here's a good live betting question and and Zig, I think you're you're a little bit more privy to this, but but Gons, feel free to answer if you have an opinion on it. If you see like you know a guy that you felt good about going into the tournament that might be struggling a little bit throughout the tournament, he makes the cut. He's there on Saturday. All of a sudden, he opens up the first hole on Saturday morning with an eagle. Like, are are you betting on him right then and there? Like, are you are you just like taking that that glimmer of momentum and putting some money on it, or do you do you feel like that that's a sucker's move? I mean, you want to root for something like that, so I would take it. Um, generally, when someone comes out hot like that, at least in my own game, whenever I birdied the first hole, I know it's not going to be a good round. Because, <laughs> you know, it's Any only fact, downhill from there. That's a fact for a 10 handicap, a 15 handicap, uh, a 4 handicap. That's that's that's, that's yeah. par for the course, no pun intended. Yeah, maybe maybe not for you know a professional golfer, but um, it sort of depends who it is and what his game's been looking like the last couple of days. Like, there are times when guys aren't posting scores, but they're really close. Like, if you're burning edges for the first two days and you only make like three birdies and you're three under in a tournament where the leader's at like eleven under, you can easily come back and get mm, yeah, like, like you can shoot six under and get to like a couple back because like that's what so basically like. Live betting, is ahead, you can, like you measure against the field too. It's like, do you really believe that that the leader who uh, was actually plus two through the last seven holes and was not making putts, can he can he keep that lead? I honestly don't believe that. So it's fun okay. betting against <clears throat> their bad play versus good play too. So I think live betting is golf is severely underrated. So, so in theory, you know, a lot of a lot of factors depend here. But let's just say the leaders at eleven under to start Saturday, and you have a guy who's four under and looking pretty sharp. That might even feel a little bit more comfortable to bet on than a guy who's like three over and the leader is one under. Even though it's like a, a shorter path to, to get to the leader, it's just the fact that they've shown that they're able to birdie holes and the course is very birdieable and eagleable. You would feel better about that. Yeah, well, if you're three over on a course where the leader's at one over on Saturday, well, no one has any idea what could happen that day. You yeah, could no, easily shoot 85. Well, that's right. how the U.S. Open should be. Like that's, I'm hoping for that. Like I'm hoping that the leader is even plus one and we're going into last nine holes being like, oh, shit. Can, can anyone? I don't want to hear a peep about you know the USGA losing the course or anything. I'm, I'm expecting the winner to be even. That's what the US Open should be. I mean, Aaron Hills is a disaster. That was like the, the, the least US Open, US Open of all time, where Kepka, he has one of the, he's tied here for the lowest round in a 
tournament ever, right? Brooks? Yeah. Uh, the lowest round or lowest score in a U.S. Open? Lowest score in a U.S. Open. Probably lowest score on a U.S. Open. Uh, that very well could be true. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was awful. It was like 20 under. I think he finished at 16, maybe. Maybe it was more. I think, I think he got to 18 at one point. Uh, yeah, that's just ridiculous. We, we, we don't want that. Yeah. Well, that, that, I think that was a first time playing at Aaron Hills. First and last. Uh, uh actually. Oh, wait. Why isn't this? Yeah. Here. So it was um, not a good tournament, that one. I mean, there's a time and place for tournaments where guys shoot 16 under. Oh, but yeah, that's okay, not here it. you go. So his first U.S. Open, um, he was plus one. He shot 75, 66, 72, 68 for an, a total score of 281. <clears throat> and then the next one, he shot a minus 16, was 70, uh, 67, 70. 68-67 for a total score of 2-7-2. So, hmm. um, yeah, we're definitely just going to go ahead and say that was a little bit of a anomaly. I'd, yeah, rather was... win, I'd rather you be winning a plus one. Right. Okay, so get, getting back to this week, you know, uh, let, let's talk about some bets, some more bets. Gons, I sent you the sheets earlier. Zig, if you want to talk through some more bets that you like here, we're, we're thinking potentially... Matthew Fitzpatrick at thirty to one, although that's not a, an official bet. Anything else pop out to you right away? Uh, well, the first one I mentioned before was the Cameron Young top ten. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's not all that fat of odds, but it's I'll say it's probably plus four fifty for a it's, top ten. It's, it's a top ten is uh, yeah, it's four and a half to one. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I like that. I think he has a good chance mm-hmm. of doing it. Um, I would personally avoid these live guys personally just because yes such a distraction on them uh have to not sure they can really focus on their golf game but the other sort of the other thing can be said it's every moment of their last few weeks or months depending on who you are has been surrounded by this controversy and the minute they get on their course that's the most comfortable they're going to be so maybe can they get booed can they? Yeah, but they won't. <laughs> Boston, yeah, they can. <laughs> yeah. That would be epic. No, but, be uh, no, I don't think any any golf fan will, will boo. Like, I, if any golf fan has, has that much allegiance to the PGA, please go sit on your 8-iron. <laughs> so, I, I, <laughs> I think it's a, uh, it's, it's a generational thing, Gons. Yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think any of us will. Even if my pop, God rest his soul, is still alive, like he wouldn't give a shit. He just wants to know he can watch some golf on Sunday. I I know my dad does. He doesn't like it. Of course, your dad doesn't. (laughs) Well, it's like he—he was telling me he and his friends were texting about it all weekend. They were like, you know, loving Rory, omitting Greg Norman's name from his post game, you know, post post round, post championship this past week. Um, yeah, subtle dig at him though. Yeah, we love that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, so a very you know like f ball type of attitude from from that generation is the sense that I'm getting. Whereas like our generation and younger fans um, are a little bit more like understanding of the situation. I'm very torn on it. Um, but with that being said, I'm absolutely not touching any of the live guys this weekend. Um, I, I don't think there's. I think that's uh, like like Zig just mentioned. That's a total distraction. Plus. 
you know, none of them are, are even like playing all that well. None of them like look like good bets anyway, so there's no reason to force it. I would only take DJ out of the live guys just because he's an absolute assassin. Yeah, because he's assassin DJ. With, yeah. Because he's a, but he's an absolute assassin with his wedges. I mean, that, I think, was it, was it like 2017, 18 where he was number one in the world? He, I mean, the guy was literally just like spinning balls back to 12 inches, man. It was insane. Um, yeah. Other than that, I like Max Homa a lot. He's a good bet, plus 4,500. Yeah, he's, he's playing great. Um, Golf Twitter would go nuts if Max Homa won. The oh USA. God, dude, he would. He's a fa- he should be the face of the PGA Tour. He really yeah. he w- he would if he won the PGA, he would take that friggin' trophy, get in a Jeep Wrangler, no top di- top down, and just go cross country America the entire way, drinking beers the entire way. The only way you could find him yeah. is a trail of beer cans. That's, yeah. That, that would I wouldn't expect anything less. He's he's uh, forty five to one to win it outright, nine to one to win top five to place top five, four to one to be top ten. I like all three of those. Um, I feel like nine to one is is pretty good odds. Um, he's next to Cam Young, and then next to them as well, just ahead of them is my guy Sung Jae Im, um, who I feel like I haven't heard much of since the Masters. Is there is he uh, is, is he falling no. off a little bit? Is is he falling off right player. now? Um. I just don't think he's putting himself in contention to actually win any of these tournaments. But like you see, like and all the announcers love him. Like I think I remember I took yeah, him for my the best. I think I took him for my international winner um, for the Masters, and he absolutely shit the bed. So I lost some some uh, some uh, confidence. But I know he's a good player, and I think he can do very well at this tournament. I just don't want HV three is playing pretty well, right? Yeah. Also, um, uh, good for a nice explosion when he was. <laughs> He was tied for the lead, and then four holes later, he was ten <laughs> shots behind the lead. Sungjae? No, HV three. HV three. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that's golf in a, in a nutshell, right there. Um, Is that something you gotta be worried about when betting, or that could just happen to anyone? That's just random. That, that's just gonna happen to anybody. One ball in the water, compounded with a mistake, call it a day, triple bogey. Let's walk on to the next tee. <laughs> yeah, then follow that up with a four putt from nine feet. <laughs> yeah. Once, yeah, once, yeah, yeah. Once, once you do it, yeah. Um, I was going to say that next. I love him. I just really like Zip. You've seen his putter putting stroke from like one foot in, right? I'm your caddy, Mister Gilmore. No, bro, uh, guys, <laughs> you need to go check out. Like, go look at videos of Will Zalatoris putting from 50 feet and watch him putt from a foot. It's an absolute nightmare. I mean, this putter uh, is I, I, going I've, left, I've right, left, yeah. right, back, yeah. then straight at two feet, but he can drain putts there. But other than that, I think Will Zalatoris is an absolute stud. Um, shout out to the slim boys in the world. He can still hit it far. Zipper. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that's the new look. Yeah. Pete Davidson changed everything. Slim guys are just in now. Pete Davidson, it, had, no, Pete Davidson had nothing to do with the slim guy revolution. He, he had everything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. This is the slim icons. We got Pete Davidson. We got uh, Dan Donovan. <laughs> no, those are, those are... The, slim, the, the slim guys are in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my my bet. I think what I'm going to do is Sam Burns, thirty to one. I'm going to feel the Burns. He played well just this because weekend. I feel like he's played well every weekend for the past six months, and he's the first name listed on the you know on, on the odds that's not like a, a a clear overwhelming perennial favorite every week and i kind of like how he's kind of sliding into this a little under the radar right now 
Um, and he's going to win one. He, he's that good, I think. You, you guys agree with that? Yep. Yep. Definitely will win one. Yeah, he'll definitely win one. Yeah. I just, I think he, he's what people want Zalatoris to be coming into this weekend, where he's like the new, young, cool guy. But everyone knows Zalatoris at this point. So, you know, I think Zalator, uh, Sam Burns has a little bit more to offer there. So that's that's my official best bet. Sam Burns thirty to one with the whole damn thing. I'm going Max. Johns. Max Homa is my best. Max. Max Homa is my best bet. Um, outright. Outright, yeah. Well, I want I want him to win outright for my bet. Um, for actual winner, just anyone who's American. It's got to just sorry guys. It's got to stay American. Got to be. Cameron Young. I like those. I like all three of those a lot. And then, you know, they, they still have pretty good odds at, at for each of those at top 10. And, you know, even even top 20, you can get plus odds on Sam Burns, all three of them. Max Homa is, well, let's find him here. Uh, Cam Young is plus 180. Sam Burns is plus 140. And Max Homa is probably somewhere in that range. He's right here. He's plus 160. Those are all the finished top 20. So if you're just looking to make like some money back, you're looking to get, you know, uh, your your investment back, um, you know, in, in profit, then then that's what uh, that's what you should be looking at. If you're looking to take on a little bit more risk and you know take a little on more reward potentially, you got some really fat odds for for outright winner. I like those guys. Sip, what do you think uh, the uh, winning score is going to be? I think it is going to be four under. I think there like are going to be a couple of people who who play well. I think one day they're going to set it up where they can actually play it, and the wind's going to die down. Um, and I think someone's going to shoot. Best round will probably be four under, and then they'll scrape together like a. It's a par sixty nine. Yeah. So they'll shoot a sixty six, and they'll shoot a seventy one, a sixty nine, and a seventy. Like I can't see you getting much lower than that. Hopefully. Yeah, no. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty on par with that. Uh, I'm gonna go with five minus five as the winning. I think just like you're saying, I think someone's gonna go. All, I, I think a group of five people are just gonna start battling with each other um, and stick pace. I think the rest of the field will kind of die off just because they're just so tired and demoralized um, to a point where they're just like fuck this. So yeah, I think minus so, Gons, five. Do you, do you think? Do you think the winning margin will be? Three strokes exactly, or possibly four strokes or more. I think there is one player who's capable of doing that, and it's Rory. I think if Rory puts his A game together, he could win this thing by eight shots. I think everyone else, it will be a dogfight. Like he did at Congressional. He won Congressional by eight, and then he won Kiowa by eight, I think. Will there be a playoff? It's three to one. No. There is though. It's the fucking best playoff in majors. Majors, it's fucking just a full eighteen, baby. <laughs> you play another full eighteen? No, yeah, no, no, no. They got rid of that. Oh, they did. Damn it. Uh, did yeah. they? <laughs> what is it now? I think it's a three hole aggregate. Oh, it, yeah, it's got. It's definitely got to be three hole then. But yeah, no, it's not just this. The three hole aggregate's good. Um, it's two hole aggregate now. The eighteen was ridiculous. <laughs> so funny. Watching Tiger and Rocco mediate go at it, and then like play like an extra hole after that. 19 extra holes to decide the U.S. Open was insane. And Tiger had torn ACL on like a fractured leg. 
It's just like, what are we doing here, guys? Ooh, I found a bet that we might like the three of us. Will Zalatoris or Sam Burns to win is plus 1,600. Love. That's Love. a fantastic, that's a fantastic. Uh, I, I, I like that too. You're submitting that right now. Where is that? Wait, let's, <laughs> let's see if we can get the, it's, it's on DraftKings. Let's see if we can get the Camerons parlayed. Um, or not parlayed, it's an either or. Let's see if that's an option. I mean, I'm down for a Cameron, Cameron top 10 parlay. If we can do that. Can you do that? Right, can, we, can we parlay these? Same tournament parlays, are those a thing? Golfer. They, they are on some. I think FanDuel offers it. Yeah, no, a good golf parlay. What about a hole in one and a playoff at plus six hundred for the entire tournament? I have no idea. I would say really no hole in one. That's bad. These greens are impossible. Uh, wait, where is the? Where is this thing you were just talking about, Brian? If you scroll over under tournament, uh, sorry, if you where it says tournament lines, scroll over to tournament props. Tournament specials? No. Which one? Are you on DraftKings? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you go to tournament props and then you go over to double, triple chance. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, okay, where's Cam Smith? Let's find him. Cam Smith, Leishman, or Adam Scott to win the old Australian trio? <laughs> oh, I'm totally fine with Australians winning too. Oh, you can parlay top finishes. Let's do the Camerons. You can do Cam Young top five, Cam Smith top ten at twenty plus twenty nine hundred. We're Dude, doing that. I'm also putting toss, a Rory Jake. Will's out in there as well. For what? At least top twenty. I like Zalatoris top twenty. Uh, hold on. Is this free money guns? I Cam Smith top be. ten and Cam Young top ten. This is okay. fantastic. This is, this is the official the, the official the official eye test bet. Wait, how is Cam Young top five, Cam Smith top ten, Zalatoris top twenty, plus sixty eight hundred. <laughs> so in on that. <laughs> how, how are you doing this? You just parlay him. Top ten, Cam Smith. Cameron Young. Who's the third? No, no, top five top five Cam Young. Okay. But what about Cam Smith? Top 10. Cam Zalatoris, top 20. Cam Smith, top 20. Zalatoris. Parlay odds plus 6,800. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. fantastic. That's a quick 100 spot. <laughs> One unit. Thank you, Mr. Christian Moore, for that $100. Uh, love it. Love it. All right, let's let's end on that. Wow, there's I'm gonna have fun parlaying these these finishes. That is really fun. I, I gotta get Sam Burns, but we we like Cam Young, we like Cam Smith, and Zalatoris is too good to finish outside the top twenty. So uh, we'll, on on that note, let's let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Gons, you got Max Homa. I got Sam Burns. Zig likes the Cameron, specifically Cam Young. And with that being said, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. The eye test. Say guns, any parting words? Donovan's getting married. Let's go. Countdown a little 12 days. Weekend. 12 days, baby. 12 days, June 25th. Guns, are we going to be cutting a rug out there? Dude, you, I really am just... Actually, if we could just talk about Donovan's wedding weekend while we have him here on the pod. Um, I'm staying Hi, in Danielle. 
Hey, Danielle, I'm staying in a two-star motel. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing a bed with TC. With TC. No, you're not. Like, dude. What is times, wrong with you, dude? Times are fucking Get tough. Times are motherfucking tough. All right? Gotta cut the costs where you can. Um, hopefully, we absolutely burn a hole in the rug zip because we're going to be dancing our asses off. I just hope that oh, no yeah, one gets intimidated by my moves. I know. I know. You'll be right you, there. You got to bring. Got to bring the broomstick out. Do, do those. Uh, what, what, what day? Chris Brown dance moves. Yeah, the the run it. <laughs> Chris Brown run it dance moves. Yep, classic times. Classic times. But if the broomstick comes out, limbo is coming out, and I know one person who's fantastic at the limbo, Kobez. Oh yeah, who, who, who has who has two thumbs and is fantastic at the limbo? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, um, alrighty. Yeah. No. On that note, thank you for listening. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for watching. For those of you that watched, this was fun. We'll have to do more of these videos. Gons, I really hope it's recorded. Yeah. Good to you. This is the test. You know we better than the rest. Keep it real, we never lying from the grid. I am too diamond talking next jets and bets. It's the eye test. Yeah, we'll play a little Monday morning QB. Who we picking for tonight? You'll just have to wait and see. We got the covers over unders and the fumblers and runners. All you need is right here. The eye test is where the face is the eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real, we never lying from the grid. I am too diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Bets. It's the eye test. This is the eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real, we never lying from the grid. I am too diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Bets. It's the eye test. Will there be a follow-up episode? Of course. All right. Long golf season ahead. Open Let's championship and then FedEx. Yep. And the players, right? The players already yep. happened. Oh, yeah, right.